You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 279. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 279. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Seventy-nine. Can you even? No. I can't. Wow. We're How many up, years? Five um, years? Six almost. Six years? Six in March. Holy smoke. Yeah, we've been doing this a minute. I know. It's crazy. I was just about to say the same thing. Yeah. And we've already said the same thing once already. Married life. I know. Hashtag, hashtag, married, hashtag life. married life. <laughs> <laughs> we totally have that where we start saying the same. Maybe we'll start looking the same. Oh, gosh. Can you imagine? I'm sorry for you. <laughs> I'm so sorry for you. I don't know. You might look good with a gray beard. You think <laughs> as a bald, gray beard, six foot five woman? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, welcome to the show, everyone. So excited to have you here for another edition of some holiday stuff that oh, we've been talking right. about. Yeah, so that's we're going gonna to talk about six ways to manage holiday stress. I'm fairly certain that the audience is going to need a little bit of this advice this week. Yes. Most of us do. It's just a crazy time of year. Whether or not you ascribe to traditional holidays, whether it's religious or not or commercial or whatever, it's still a chaotic time because even if you aren't crazy about gift exchanges or holiday parties, you're likely going to be around energy that is frantic. Sure. Whether it's in your office or your workplace on the or roads. with your family. What did in you the, say? In, on the roads, in the stores. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So we're going to look at sort of a 30-foot view or 30,000-foot view of how to overlook the entirety of your holiday season and kind of make a couple of little tweaks in order to kind of preserve your sanity. Lovely. And I needed this episode too. So that is why you are getting it this week. But before we jump into that, why don't we pass the mic to you for a minute? All right, hand it over. We'll do a little segment we like to call. Would you rather? Yes, yes. Today's would you rather is, would you rather have a cat nose or cat eyes? Oh. Hmm. Fuck. Are, the whiskers and the whole thing. Okay. Okay, so you would have to have whiskers with the nose. Is that a deal breaker? I mean, think? that's what you just said. Well, okay, so here's <laughs> here's my question about the eyes. Okay. Are they the same distance on my face like normal, but just their cat eyes instead of human eyes, or are they like the distance that a cat's eyes would be? So they're super Cats have different. They're tiny. And what type of cat? Is it eyes. your run of the mill cat or is it like a cougar? A cougar. Yeah, a, a cougar. Co- a cougs. Yeah. Or just a, like you. A tice. <laughs> <laughs> Says my senior citizen husband. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> just because you just got the bottle out of your mouth. Let's just not get it twisted. You mm-hmm. 
you're you're kicking 50s door down. Let's not talk about that. Let's talk about the would you rather. I'm not talking about my Well, age. answer my question about the cat eyes. What's the question? I'm sorry. Are they human distance apart? Human distance, yes. Okay. okay. Then I definitely take that one. Because human, everybody's eyes are different as far as being apart. I know, but if we look at the, like a cat's head is like about the size of what? A grapefruit? Oh, so, oh or? I see. No, no, it's proportion to your head. Okay, yeah. but they're just tiny cat eyes. Tiny cat eyes. God, that's creepy. But then it's also, I'm happy that they're they're a good distance on your face. They're not like as tiny as on a cat. It may be worse. I don't know. It might be worse. Yeah. You might, it might be. God, kind of, I didn't think about that. I'm going to go with the nose now that I think about you it. You are? Yeah. Maybe with whiskers? Could, that's kind of cute. you could smell cute. like them too. Oh, you could. Right? So you could. You're just adding shit. I, I am. <laughs> it's my segment. <laughs> such a dick it's my segment i do what i want (laughs) well gosh okay so in cosmetics a cat eye (laughs) is extremely favorable right it's a they call it a cat eye but it's really an egyptian eye it's really just trying to make black eyeliner look the same on both sides (laughs) (laughs) let's be honest let's be honest that's hilarious and i would when i would teach makeup i'd be like please don't come out with a sad cat like, <laughs> like your cat is not sexy. It is sad cat because the the liner is going down. Okay, I think I I think I might, but the nose would the, would the nose be human sized or no, cat no, size? Cat size. They're both cat size. Cat sized nose. Yeah. Cat size eyes. Cat size nose. Man, this is a tough one. I think I think I'm gonna go for the nose just because I think tiny eyes like that i know it'd be creepy would be so weird it'd be really weird and i mean the nose is creepy enough but i mean i'm all about be cute. changing knows? beauty standards i'm all about that but that would be i'd i think i'd rather i think i'd rather wet do kitty cat nose yeah okay me too D- don't do baby talk in front of the audience <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to gross, we don't want to gross them out okay guys so we want to hear what you would rather so cruise over to my private facebook group it's called the after hours club and every single monday we chat about the would you rather and everybody talks about you know what their rationale is for what they would choose and mr smith kind of cracks the whip on any type of loopholes and we're like oh my god no loopholes but they still try but it's always fun some of the loopholes i allow I know. Every once in a while, it's like, you know what? I'm going to allow that. Because of the creativity, (laughs) I will allow it. Creativity factor alone. But then sometimes I'll say, Mr. Smith, I would allow it, but it's going to be. (laughs) It's my call. What say you, Mr. Smith? I'm the final straw. In addition to that, I answer questions that come up from the group. Every single week I do a live Q&A that I affectionately have termed Q&Slay, where (laughs) – Anything that's going on for you throughout the week, you can throw into the mix, and I will sound off on it. Always a really good time, great community. Everybody's really supportive of one another. So come hang out and get some camaraderie, and nobody is going to know that you're in the group. It's nice and private and all of that stuff. Just go to thejoyjunkie.com slash club, and it will redirect you right over there, and be sure to share (laughs) your would you rather. Be sure to share. Be sure to share. Yeah. So before we jump into these six ways that you can actually start to manage this holiday stress today, I thought I might have heard a little something off I in the distance. I heard it earlier, but I didn't want to say anything. You didn't. I think I do hear it coming now. I yeah. do. Oh, there it is. There it is. We interrupt this broadcast of the Joy Junkie Show to bring you this urgent free shit alert. Repeat, this is a free shit alert. 
Yep. That's what I thought. Well, my friends, if you have not heard over the last couple of podcasts, I have a brand new workshop, totally free, available for you. All you have to do is go to thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop and grab a date and time that works for you. Be sure to pay attention to that and you will get access to, it's about a 45 minute process that I put together specifically highlighting the five major shifts that you have to undergo in order to let go of people pleasing, perfectionism, and self-doubt. And we talk a lot about enoughness and letting go of what other people think. You're going to get the specific process that I take my clients through. And it'll shed a little bit of light on positive affirmations, why they work, sometimes why they don't work. And the way in which I have created my program, Deep Down and Dirty, that has it's, – it's the same stuff that I'm sharing with you yeah. in there so that you right. understand exactly what affects long-term change. That's cool. ex- that's, that's why – it's totally free. Damn. Yeah. So thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop. And yeah, get your ass to class. I'd okay. charge it for that one if I were you. Well, well, Mr. <laughs> Smith, you're so sweet. All right. Let's manage some of that fucking holiday stress. Let's Shall do we? Yes. Number yes. one, watch for rules and look for shortcuts. What I mean by rules are self-inflicted perfectionist rules, meaning I have to bake these cookies from scratch or it's not good enough. Hmm. I have to hang every fucking light bulb that we have in our Christmas tree or a Christmas trunk. I have to hang all of them in a very specific way. And if one string isn't lit, we have to go get another one. It's all of the pressures that we put on ourselves that really are self-inflicted. And it's our rules of perfection. Like it has to be a specific way. It could be something like gift wrap. Like you need, I used to be like this. Like I would never put things in a bag unless they didn't fit in into <laughs> right. some kind of a box. And in truth be told, I really enjoyed gift wrap a lot. Like I sure. could do it for hours. But there were times when it added to a ridiculous amount of stress. So if I just stood back a minute and just either hired somebody to gift wrap or went an economic route and just threw them into bags really easily, problem solved, right? So chances are, especially if you really enjoy the holiday season, chances are there are a handful of things that you feel have to be done a very specific way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Last year, we made the decision not to decorate for holiday, even though we absolutely love doing it. It's one of our Smith traditions. Yes, it is. That we affectionately call Smith's Smith's traditions. That's right. So it's one of our Smith's traditions. And we had just moved into our new apartment because we had moved across the country. So we knew that if we held on to, it has to be this specific way. We can't give up our tradition that we would have incurred a ridiculous additional amount of stress. Yeah. And, you know, we still had stuff in boxes. It just didn't look right to have Christmas decorations up and be moving in. Exactly. So a lot of times we don't take into account other elements that are happening inside our life that might be adding to stress. So for instance, if you have just 
changed jobs, if you've just moved, if you have just had a baby, if you have just had a new diagnosis for yourself Mm. or for your children, if there has been any major change for you, like for us, we had just moved, something's got to give. That You might not be able to make your perfect sweet potato from scratch recipe that you usually make every yeah. single – you might have to say, you guys, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to do store-bought stuff this year. So take a tally of what is happening in your life and watch for any rules. If your life has not been business as usual, your holiday cannot be business as usual. Sure. And take a step back of looking at are there things that I have determined this is the only way to accomplish something. Mm-hmm. Right. And also look for shortcuts. Perfect example is with anything that you cook, either ask somebody else to cook for you, you know, enlist somebody else in the house to take on that challenge or hire somebody or buy it. Just buy the cookies instead of making them from scratch. Now, I am one of those people who really does enjoy baking. I really do like it. I fucking hate cooking. <laughs> right. So I won't do it. I, I really won't do it. Well, I'll you, do it. You will with, do, but it's a necessary evil. It's a ne- yeah. it, But I will make my job as easy as possible. So for instance, with Thanksgiving, there was – I could have made my pie with a homemade from scratch pie crust – Or I could have just bought the pie crust. And so I opted to buy the pie crust. That was a concession. I made the rest of the apple pie, right? Mm -hmm. So there were certain things that you can do. Like instead of buying the sweet potatoes, maybe buy them already cubed and cut up. Mm. So look for those shortcuts that make your job easier. You don't have to be the fucking hero. Same thing with the house. If you have the good fortune to be able to hire somebody to clean, do that. Or break up the cleaning duties with everybody else in the house. Create some sort of system. Or decide that if it goes an additional week, all hell is not going to break loose. So you might have to loosen up your grip on, well, we always clean every two weeks. Or we always change the sheets every, you know. Those sorts of things might have to be loosened, right? Yeah. Watch out for those rules and look for shortcuts. Another thing that that I let loosened my grip on was I used to always be really vigilant about sending out holiday cards. And I'm like, it's great, but they always end up in the trash. Nobody keeps them. And I just started thinking about, you know, yeah, it's nice to get them, but for the amount of stress that I incur – Getting them, getting them to, in the mail, getting everybody's address, all yeah, of that yeah. shit is just it's not worth it to me anymore. Mm-hmm, so sure. that was one of those rules that I said, you know what? I'm done with that. Hmm. So start yeah, looking at that. I like all right. That. Number two, make your priorities more important than your obligations. A lot of times what we do during the holiday is we get caught up in all sorts of bullshit obligations. It's you have to do this thing for the kids. You have to do this thing for the family. You have to do this thing for your workplace. You have to do... If you can opt out of Secret Santa at your workplace, fucking do it. Yeah, right. If you can opt out of things that you genuinely don't enjoy doing or they add an additional stress because they're obligatory, not because they're a priority, then those might be the things that you have to whittle down on. The first thing I would like for you to do and I am dead serious about this, is write down your priorities through January. What are the most important things for me December and January? 
Hmm. It's likely that the top of your list is going to be the people that you love the most, right? Being able to connect and share really special memories with the people that you love the most. Now, guaranteed though, there are going to be people who occupy your bandwidth during December and and January that you don't really want to spend time with, (laughs) that you don't want to sit around and play dumb games with, that you don't want to make an appearance with. That's what I'm talking about. If something's got to give, it has to be those. It has to be the obligations, not the priorities. Again, I've talked about this many, many times as it relates to putting other people in front of yourself. If you are constantly putting other people before you, it sends a subconscious message in your mind that everybody else matters more than you. So it affects directly your self-worth. Because if you twist and contort and you're constantly saying yes to everybody else, it means that you are saying no to your priorities. Mm -hmm. But unless you get them out on paper, sometimes it's hard to know what is my priority, right? So sit down and think about who are the people who I genuinely want to connect with? And then if there are obligations, how can you minimize them the most? Hmm. Can you just make an appearance instead of an all-day event? You know, just stop by for an hour and then humbly and quietly make an escape. (laughs) I like the idea of having priorities and obligations. Like when something comes up, you can kind of categorize it. Right. You know, which I, which I love. That's great. Great tool. Well, and, and for me in our situation, you know, a lot, we were just having a discussion with some friends of ours about this. My family, I feel is not blood related. The people who I am Absolutely. Well, with a couple of exceptions, a couple of people that I truly want to connect with during the holiday are actually friends. And that becomes paramount for me. You've heard me say this a million times. I do not believe that blood is thicker than water. I think that respect is thicker than water. So I am not going to waste my time and energy being around people for some ridiculous societal obligation. Yeah. Okay? No. And you can do the same. You are allowed to decline. Even if you've said yes for 30 years or 40 years, <laughs> right. you're allowed to change your mind. Your priorities can change. You can start using your voice. So you need to get really clear, though, what are those priorities? For us, I know that there's a couple of Smith's tradits that we love doing every single year, and it is a priority. Decorating the house, which we always do typically the day after Thanksgiving. Right. We always love to go looking at lights, Mm -hmm. like cruising Mm -hmm. around and looking at lights. And we have a tradition now of donating all of our holiday money to charity. So there's certain things during the holiday that I don't want to miss. Yeah. I don't want to miss having some sort of a meal together with people that I love for Christmas. But that is about it. Right. Right. You know, as far as obligations. So any additional things that I am invited to, I get to decide if that's an obligation or a priority. I like that. But that's already because I've crystallized what matters the most to me. Sure. That's kind of the key to that tool. That's exactly right. And what you have to be vigilant about when you list these priorities is that you are not sneaking in obligations. 
Yeah, right. Because a lot of times what happens in our mind is we go, oh, but I could never decline that. Or I've been saying yes to that function for 15 years. There's no way I can just stop now. Yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you can. This is your fucking life. You get to call the shots and you get to deliver all of that information with grace and kindness. You get to say thank you so much for thinking of me, which we'll actually get into in this in this next one. So number one, watch for those rules and look for shortcuts. Number two, make your priorities more important than your obligations. Number three, decline with grace. Start saying no. A couple weeks ago, we did a podcast on peace, and I'll link to that in the show notes, and how to gain and access more peace. And one of the things that we talked about in that episode was starting to say no to things. I think that there is some sort of misconception or fallacy out there that if you say no to something that you're actually being a dick, Mm -hmm. you can say no with the utmost grace and kindness. And I'm going to show you how. So if somebody asks you to something, and first of all, do not say yes right away. If somebody asks you if you can bake a pie for something, if they ask you if you can please come to their their holiday party, or if you can participate in the secret Santa, or there's a Hanukkah something or other that's happening, Mm -hmm. or whatever it might be, do not say yes right away. Do something that you can buy yourself some time. Something like, you know what, I'm going to need to check my schedule or I would really hate to leave you up a creek so I need to double check what's going on for us that week before I commit. Something like that. But you can always retort with something kind. Like, thank you so much for thinking of me or I so appreciate you wanting to lean on me in this time. Yeah. What you have to do is just not say yeah. So do anything you can to buy that time. I usually will say something with gratitude first. Thank you so much for thinking of me. Or I really appreciate that invite. I would really, really hate to have to cancel just because my plate has been so overloaded lately. I don't want to have to say yes and then pull out. So I would rather decline now. I truly, truly hope that you can understand. That's a great way to say it. All of that is super kind. And you can also do a counter offer that's further in the future. So you can say something like, you know what? Under normal circumstances, I would love to help you out. Hmm. I have realized that I'm at my limit. But please don't ever stop asking. If it's really somebody who you do want to help out in the future, you're just restricted right now. Right? Yeah, that's totally fair. Or I've said to people, you know, I, I have to be really, really vigilant. You guys know that I have been dealing with some health stuff. And so I have to be kind of a fierce guardian of my time. So I have said to people, I'm going to have to pass this time around, but please don't stop inviting me because I really do want to connect with you. Or you can push a date in the future. Like, you know, January has been absolutely chaotic for me. What What's going on for you the beginning of February? I'm not going to be able to make it to your party, but I would love to maybe get some coffee or something. So look for okay. those counter offers that are something you want to do. Don't do that as a Band-Aid for mm-hmm. obligations with people you actually do not want to help <laughs> and you do see, not want to hang out with. I can see people like, ooh, I can use that. Yeah, yeah. that's not a scapegoat, my friend. It's a tool to use with people who actually are priorities. Yeah. It's just going, my God, my energy, something has has to give. Mm-hmm. Because what's the opposite, you guys? The opposite of that is taking on everything, and then you reach burnout. You're not happy. You're yelling at your kids. You're screaming at your spouse, and you're just not enjoying life. Why? 
so that you can make a beautiful fucking pie from scratch or yeah. so that you have the perfect secret Santa, you know, thing for the office. It is not worth it, my friends. All right. So watch for those rules. That's number one. And look for those shortcuts. Number two, make your priorities more important than your obligations. Number three, start declining with grace and kindness. If you need additional help on that, I did do a podcast specifically about saying no. I'm going to link to that in the show notes as well. Number four, build in self-care and downtime. Get it on the schedule. It's likely that everything that's on your to-do list or on your calendar is getting tended to. Those are the things that we don't let slip. We make sure that all of those things get tallied. But more often than not, time for ourselves, for relaxation, for regenerating ourselves in spirit and in health is not on the calendar. So you've got to get that on your calendar as a priority or else it gets filled with all sorts of stuff. So you have to also really watch what you can accumulate in one day. Mm -hmm. So I've had to build in a lot of the things that were on my to-do list would take a shit ton of time. So I took the to-do list and started calendaring them as appointments in my schedule so that I knew I don't have the bandwidth to take on much more on that day. Right. Because we want to be the hero. We want to do all of the things. And we talked about this a little bit before, I think in the peace episode, that we glorify busyness Mm -hmm. in our society. And I think it takes a valiant effort of courage to say, I'm going to rest because I need it. And because that's healthy for me. And because I'm a better woman and a better entrepreneur and a better wife and a better pet owner if I... (laughs) actually take care of myself. In fact, we know now that sleep is one of the biggest pieces of our mental and physical well-being. It affects our weight gain. It affects our stress level. It affects how we process our food in our system. It's not just a luxury for people who aren't ambitious, which is (laughs) bullshit. It's mandatory for everybody. All right? So, Self-care, when I say self-care and downtime, I am not talking about bubble baths and manicure and pedicure. I'm talking about respite, about solace, about disappearing away from the kids or the husband or the workplace or the the roommate or the whoever and watching your favorite Netflix show or dicking around on Instagram or coloring or reading a book or having a little bit of wine and just – journaling a bit, anything that is about you recharging, that is not laziness. In fact, what I usually say to myself instead of, oh, you're so lazy, is I'll say, well, you are clearly in need of a recharge. Yeah, I like that worded. You are clearly in need of a recharge. And I think about it as a healthcare method that I have to get good sleep. I have to have some downtime. I cannot be going, 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 going because it will lead to burnout. It'll lead to panic attacks. It'll lead to getting sick. There is a cost for wearing that badge of honor of busyness, you guys. Mm -hmm. All right. Watch for the rules. 
Look for the shortcuts. That's number one. Number two, make your priorities more important than your obligations. Number three, decline with grace. Start saying no. Number four, build in self-care and downtime into your schedule. That has to be a part of the priority as opposed to the obligations. It's not a luxury. It's a necessity. Number five, this is just sort of a kind of pragmatic, practical solution. Shop online or consider what we've done, which is donations or consider charity work. So the reason behind all three of these things is specifically around the energy that you are around. So there is a very specific energy of the hustle and bustle of trying to find parking in a crowded mall or shopping complex. There's an energy to people standing in line, pissed that they are not moving as quickly or that they're you know, video game for their kid has been sold out. There's an energy to to that, the hustle and bustle and all of those things. So if you're shopping online, you're getting rid of at least that piece of energy. If you are doing donations, not only are you eradicating all of that energy of dealing with checking off the list of all of these different people, but now you have an additional energy of goodwill. And mm-hmm. oh my God, does that feel amazing. It does feel good. I agree. We, we talked about this in 2016. At the time of the election, we realized that some of the most change that we could affect in light of the current administration is to actually use our money and back certain charities that we really felt were doing philanthropic work in the world that we were aligned with. So that was the first year that we decided, you know what? Nobody in our world, nobody in our life is in need. Everybody in our life has an extremely privileged existence. I would rather give to people who don't have that. And there was a little bit of kickback from certain people, but we really stood our ground and we said, you know what? This is really important to us. And it's not something that we want to participate in anymore. Thank you so much for how much you care. I really appreciate that. We just hope that you can respect our decision. So I know there are the those of you out there who would love to do that. And you think I could never tell my family or I could never decline my college friends. We always get each other's stuff. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. It's about using your voice and doing it with grace and kindness. So consider that. Is there even a grouping of people? Maybe it's not all of the holiday money that you normally spend, but maybe it's, I'm going to decline all the office stuff, or I'm going to decline my group at the gym, and I'm going to donate that money instead, or I'm just going to decline straight up, and I'm going to do some charity work instead. But those three things are ways to watch the energy consumption you have during the holiday. Interesting. Yeah. Because we're... We're around it. You can feel it. It's palpable. So watch that. Are there, if you go out to dinner, can you go to places that are a little more tranquil and serene? There are lots of little things that you can do to eliminate chaotic energy, right? If you know that going over to your parents' house is going to create so much chaos because the intensity of the emotion is always really volatile or crazy, then watch how long you spend. Or calculate yourself getting there 
at a time when you know everything's been completed and you're not going to get roped into some sort of bullshit task that you know you don't want to do or whatever it might be. It's about being that fierce guardian of your energy. It matters, all right? All right, and then finally, number six, this is key. Keep your eyes peeled for urgent inflicted stress from other people. These are the other people in your world who feel like the pie must be baked from scratch, that Mm. the lights have to be hung a specific way, that you have to do the toast because you've done the toast every year, that you have to volunteer for the children's musical because you've done every single year. It's when they come to you and it's almost like they are wrapped in a package of urgency and they're like, oh my God, I need you to do this and I need you to do that. And, And their stress is being projected on you. Keep your eyes peeled for that because it's likely that it's their priority, not yours. So you have to watch that. I I remember hearing from Brendan Bouchard. He had this great quote about your inbox, your email inbox being a catch-all for everybody else's priorities. <laughs> and how you need to be vigilant about does that warrant a quick response? Is that important to me? Is there other things right now that are actually, are there other things right now that are actually more important to me than responding to this email? So that's just an example of other people's priority being thrown on you. And then we incur some sort of crazy ass guilt that we have to respond or that we have to say yes to that person or that we have to come through or we have to do things in a very specific way for them. So a lot of times we'll have either self-inflicted stress, those are the rules that I was talking about at the very beginning, or we'll have externally inflicted stress where people are, are it's just coming to you almost in an urgent package. And it's kind of, I don't know if you've ever heard the, the phrase tyranny of the urgent <laughs> because <laughs> it really is something that we fall prey to. I mean, think about it. If someone's like, oh my God, I need help to, you know, and their energy is like that, you kind of, you mimic it. You naturally mimic it. And you go, oh, okay, well, yeah, let me see how fast I can turn that around. Or yeah, we will be there. We'll be there at four. And you get caught up in that. Uh So start watching that and separating yourself a little bit from other people's priorities and what is truly a priority for you. So there you have it. Six ways to manage holiday stress. Let's recap real quick. Number one, Watch for the rules that you've created about how things have to be. Look for shortcuts, ways that you can scale down. Number two, make that priorities list and make sure that you are categorizing your priorities as more important than any obligation. In fact, having them on two separate lists would be awesome. That way you could get very clear. This Mm -hmm. is obligatory. This is not mandatory. All right. Number three, decline with grace. Do so very, very kindly, but really guard your calendar. Number four, build in self-care and downtime. So include yourself on that calendar. Make sure that you have time to recharge, rest, and have a respite. Number five, watch these elements of energy. Shop online to avoid crowds, consider donations instead of gifts, and consider doing charity work instead of other obligatory shit. Number six, keep your eyes peeled for external, urgent, inflicted stress from other people. Guard yourself against that. 
So I think that that gives uh, some really great That's some food great for that. Tools, yeah. Yeah. Anything you wanted to throw in the mix before we complete? Two things. One is a lot of times we start putting down some of the things that are priorities for us. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned this, but you're talking about the holidays. I think keeping the things like your workout schedule yep. or, you know, those types of things, keep those on your priority list. That's those right. have a tendency to fall off. Yep. It's an easy excuse to start dropping that off of your calendar. That's right. Try to keep those things on your list. Yeah. The other thing is with the priorities and obligations, you could apply that to food too. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> right? Like thinking about is is this a priority dinner or is this an oblig- obligatory dinner? Yep. Or is this food that I'm about to eat, is that obligatory? Am I going back for seconds an obligation to my mm. Italian mother who tells me that I have to eat everything? Uh-huh. What, or whatever, right? Applying it towards other parts of your holiday and not just the mentality of things. Oh, that's great, babe. I think that tool transcends. That's great. That's yeah. so that is so important. I remember going to your mom's house when it was holiday and she was somebody who showed her love through cooking. Oh, absolutely. And I was on a very vigilant diet and I brought a bunch of my food. Yeah. And that was hard. I really had to stand up for myself and say, please know this is not at all about your cooking. This is, I love what you cook and I would love to participate. But right now the priority for me is my health and my well-being, and I'm making some changes. I'd really appreciate your support. But then if you can't get the support, you still have to stand in your own power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Exactly. So great points, babe. If you want more on this and you want some more tools and tips and strategies around letting go of some of this people-pleasing stuff and the perfectionism mindset, be sure to catch that workshop. Go to thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop and you can get pretty quick access to it and learn a lot about maybe where you might be blaming people, either internally blaming yourself or blaming others, and ways to kind of let go of what everybody else thinks. So don't miss that. And come join us over in the After Hours Club. We can't wait to hear about your Would You Rather of the week. And we will see you around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out. Out.